Please don't use this in the episode. I'm really bad at accents. There, there will be no accents in the episode. Don't worry, unless the one, unless I do one in the middle of the episode. I really hope that you don't. Hi. Hi. What'd you have for breakfast? Um, pass. You had something for breakfast. I did have something for breakfast. What was it? Uh, this morning. We woke up and it was a, a balmy 48 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but it was a balmy <laughs> tropical 48 degrees. And so I looked at Brian and I was like, I want to cure my depression. So I'm going to do what all of the bloggers say. Let us go on a walk. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yes. A walk. Walk. Um, cool. It it does sound a little weird. Maybe it's like a, like a wolk. Wolk. Like a, like a polk. Wolk. <laughs> um, so we, we decided to go on a, a good old fashioned wolk and, uh. With an umlaut. <laughs> I, and I, uh, I had just woken up basically. I woke up pretty late today because I'm on vacation from my job. Um, and I was just like, wow, I really need something in my belly or else I'm going to pass out while we go on this walk Um, (laughs) because I'm an athlete and I need my carbs to do my athlete things. And so I uh, just scarfed down a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios with some fat-free Fairlife milk, which is to this day, I think one of my favorite like lactose milk replacement options my favorite used to be and kind of still is oatly but their company's been kind of shady and has accepted some funding from some people that are really against uh preserving the environment which is bananas because oatly is very about preserving the environment so i don't support oatly anymore unless i have no other options um so i've been doing Fairlife milk because it's like it is actually milk it just has lactase in it um and I had to eat crunchy cereal today because I really wanted to get out the door. And it wasn't that bad. It's better than uh, than soggy cereal, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Brian, what did you have for breakfast today? The reason you scarfed down a bowl of cereal of uh, better than soggy cereal is because it would be a few hours yet before fresh pasta and a nice sauce was ready to go. So you needed something in your belly for us to go on our vlk. And, on, our, uh, on our very athletic vlk. And I, the first thing I ate today was at like 4.30 p.m., our fresh pasta from a few nights ago, and a brand new uh, thing of sauce that I made. All of the hip people have been saying that the best thing for the digestion is to not eat anything at all, all day, until 4.30 when you eat a lot of carbs. Yep, that's how it works. That's how the Romans do. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was really tasty, and it was my breakfast because it was the first thing I ate today, and that's that. Haters. Hmm. Here's the thing. The pasta was really good, and I think you should walk through it for a little bit. Why? Because it was really good. Oh, thank you. Uh, I just made some fresh pasta the other just, night. You know, just this common thing that everyone does. Yeah. And I put some tomatoes and onions and garlic, simmered it for a bunch of hours. And then when I was ready to eat, I flattened out and cut the pasta using our KitchenAid. Boiled it for like two minutes. Put it in the sauce, and then we had a tasty uh, tomato sauce. It was great. I need I need everyone listening to know that like I come from a very big Italian family, and uh, it it I, I have a lot of sauce hubris, as I feel many Italian Americans do. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and uh, Brian's sauce 
while simple, is the best pasta sauce consistently I've ever had in my whole entire life. Oh. And I'll go to my grave saying that. Oh, thank you. I know a lot of people do a big vat of sauce, low and slow simmer it for a while, and then freeze it. I use one twenty-eight ounce can of San Marzano tomatoes per pound of pasta and just like simmer it down hard and fast for a good few minutes and then let it simmer for as long as it takes for me to get the rest of the stuff ready. And it's really, really tasty. Thank you, sweets. I'm so it's, glad you liked it's it. It's like truly very delicious. It's like rarely de- like it's it's I was I was about to say it's rarely delicious, but that isn't what I mean. It's like delicious in a rare way. It's like delicious in a way that you only taste something that delicious every so often and you can also tell that i feel that way because i'm not roasting you for eating a non-breakfast food for breakfast at 4 30 p.m oh babe thank you i just wanted to pat myself on the back for that you're amazing and i love you <laughs> uh we now return to your regularly scheduled dinner content um yeah so uh brian what are you drinking right now right now i'm drinking some irish breakfast tea spiked with baileys yes and it is Perfectly held at 135 degrees Fahrenheit, thanks to our new Ember Mugs! Wow. Uh, Mine's at perfect 135 degrees right now. What's yours at, sweets? Mine is downloading an update, because I have to (laughs) download an update of the software of my smart mug. This is the most unexpected development of the Christmas, of this Christmas season. Less than a week ago, the number of people in my life who owned an Ember mug was zero. Now it is four. (laughs) I have bought three of them, and I had one friend, our very good friend, Elle, who we've talked about before, message me and be like, hey, you're probably the only person I know who really cares about this intersection of coffee and technology. Someone gifted me this weird smart mug for Christmas, and I was like, yes, I got one for Truge and for my brother. Yeah, so here's here's the, the story of the Ember mug. So for those of you who don't know... um. Although I feel like truly most of our listenership are like people that listen to tech podcasts. So you've probably heard of this. Yeah. I feel like our listeners are actually the perfect intersection of people that either know about Ember Mugs, but probably you already own one. Please, for the love of God, tweet at us if you already own one. We need to know for science. We need to know that we're not alone. Um, An Ember Mug is a like weird modern shaped mug that like lives on this cute little coaster Um. And it's rechargeable, and it heats your mug to a very specific temperature. You pour in very hot coffee or tea. It waits until the beverage has cooled down to an appropriate drinking temperature. And Which then you the, control in an app. You control in an application on your smart <laughs> available telephone. Available on iOS and Android. <laughs> and it'll hold it at that temperature using the little battery-powered heater in the mug for as long as the battery lasts. And it's... When we describe this, it sounds ridiculous, right? It sounds like we have gone off the deep end. We've jumped the shark. We've really just outdone ourselves with how ridiculous we are. I So here's here's what I'm going to say. I fear that our episode, and I, I don't think this is a spoiler alert because clearly we're recording an episode because we found a new piece of breakfast gear that we need to talk about. And uh, I think it's very clear that we love it because we're recording an episode about it. It's amazing. But in order to uh, assuage any fears that this is a sponsored episode, I think that we should open by saying bad things about it. Um, it's. I don't have any bad things. You go ahead. It's so expensive. In- I'm high key so embarrassed that I have one. It is not $40, not $50, not $80, 
Not a hundred dollars. Not a hundred and ten dollars. No, it's a hundred dollars. Oh, I thought it was a hundred twenty dollars. You get. It's not two hundred dollars. <laughs> You're it's giving thousand dollars. It is MSRP is one twenty. You can get it almost anywhere for ninety nine. I got mine today for ninety nine. Okay, but I was right that it's usually one twenty. Usually one twenty, but for all intents and purposes, it's one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, this is the perfect gift to get from someone because. It is absurd to buy one for yourself, but if someone else buys it for you, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't have to you know, go through you, the embarrassment of buying it, then you are, here you go. You are crossing over into good things. We are only saying bad things about it. No, it's great. It's we, really great. I, I have more bad things to say. Okay, what? This is the bad things section. This okay. is the poo-poo no-no hour. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, the mug is... Um, no, it is beautiful. <laughs> I was going to say it's <laughs> ugly, but it's just not ugly. Um, it, you can't put it in your dishwasher, which I think a lot of people don't like about it. Personally, we don't ever put any mugs in the dishwasher because like, all of the mugs in our home are too precious to the people that like respectively own them. So none of them go in the dishwasher at all. And usually things that go in mugs, I feel, are pretty easy to wash unless like you do the cardinal sin of like putting hot chocolate in a mug and then letting it sit and solidify and harden mm. then then you're kind of in a pickle our dishwasher has broken enough of the handles off of enough mugs for us to be like no mugs or anything with extended stemware go into the dishwasher yeah i mean brian one of your favorite favorite mugs from uh, the had, incomparable yeah from the incomparable had the handle broken off of it and it, i think it's a mug we can't buy anymore yes I don't know if it's still available. I should actually look into that, but it's like we. I don't we've, know why I haven't looked into that. That would have been a good gift. We oh. we <laughs> glued it on, and it now holds uh, vanilla and almond extracts in our pantry. Yeah, you know the the important things. It it also holds our like little sharpie and our little scissors because those are things that you always need in a kitchen, but like they're never in the place where they should be when you need them. I bought Truge and my brother each an ember mug on Christmas. I did that as a test drive, not as a test drive because I wanted to get people I love good gifts, but I was also extremely curious from people who I really trust about if this is a good mug or a good purchase or not. Are you saying that you trust me? A, a lot. And it was so good that I have been using Truge's Ember mug a lot before she wakes up to make a cup of coffee. Basically, as soon as... Okay, I want to talk about my journey of the Ember mug before you talk about your journey with the Ember mug. Because I feel that mine informs yours in that, like, you bought it so that I could try it to tell you what I thought of it. So, I knew about the Ember mug because Brian and I are both watchers of James Hoffman's YouTube videos. We'll link his channel in the in the description of this episode. There's no description. It's show notes. We will link this in the down bar. Nope. We will put it in the eye on show the YouTube video. Notes. Show notes. <laughs> it will go in the show notes. Thank you. We both watch James Hoffman's YouTube channel and... Uh, he has talked about the Ember mug before. And I remember him saying, this is a very expensive mug and I'm angry that I love it. And I was like, um, excuse me? The mug is how expensive? And then it just made me angry. It made me angry that it even existed, frankly. And so you, the listener, may also be thinking that right now. Like, not only do Truge and Brian now own these absurdly expensive mugs, but that it exists at all is kind of like so silly app controlled smart mug is not something that ever needed to exist it was one of those they thought too much about if they could that they didn't stop to think if they should 
Yeah. Why does man need to be God? Um, but basically, Brian got me this as a gift. And thank you, Brian. That was very, very sweet of you. Um, I will also say, I want to say this just for transparency's sake. I, money's really, really weird to talk about. I feel that this mug is also even in the upper echelon of like how much money we usually spend on each other for a gift. Would you say that that's true? Yes, this is the most expensive gift I've ever gotten you at $100. Yeah, and I think that like that price is different for every single person depending on like a million different factors. Like we've been together for 6 years and that's why I was like $100 on your Christmas gift this year. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that because I feel like Anytime I hear someone say that they got someone a gift that's over $100, I'm kind of like, oh, you're that kind of a person? Anyway, this is a special Christmas. We're having a hard time together. And, like, we have spent every waking moment together for the past, like, nine months. And it has solidified our love in a way that I wasn't expecting. If I don't know if you were expecting that either. As soon as I unwrapped it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. But thank you so much. You're so sweet. I love you so much. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Um... And then I was kind of like, well, (laughs) my reaction was, okay. And I, I don't, I don't begrudge Brian for doing this, but I did think to myself, okay, I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to probably end up not really liking this and it will end up being Brian's because I thought to myself, usually I'm an iced coffee person. I usually, I mean, before the pandemic, I only drank iced coffee and then, you know, I stopped leaving my house at all for any reason. And just making hot coffee is like a lot more economical because you use a lot less beans that way. Like there's a way to brew iced coffee instantly, but that takes more beans than you get coffee out of it. Or you have to think ahead very far in advance. Both of those two things are not things that I usually want to do. So I've kind of settled for and have acquired a taste again for hot beverages um and i was like oh ember mug not for me because also i like it when the coffee cools down you like get a little bit more out of it as it gets colder and also i don't dislike iced coffee i live in new england so if something like accidentally becomes iced coffee in my mug it's not a big deal and also if i just want to make sure i'm drinking my my coffee while it's hot I should just be better about actually drinking it all the way down while it's still hot. It seems like a very extravagant thing that is, like, really silly. But here's what I'll say. The moment that I first started using this, I was, like, sitting at my desk doing some work, and uh, Brian filled up this cup of coffee for me, and I was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Thank you so much. And then I was working away, forgot about the coffee, and... So I was like typing away and then I was like, uh, gosh, like everyone knows the feeling of having forgotten your coffee. And then you're like, well, that's not really what I wanted for us, is it? Um, (laughs) And then taking the sip and having not only a warm cup of coffee, but a perfectly piping hot cup of coffee. Like this is where like, and I want to go on record as to say nobody needs this piece of equipment but what I will say is that having a perfectly hot beverage it's almost like a simulation of care like taking a sip of a hot beverage and having it be the exact perfect temperature 
that they intended you to drink it, especially if someone, say, makes you a cup of coffee and hands it to you before your work day, like Brian does for me so often, so many days, it's indescribable. Like, it made me emotional to be like, oh, and I think it made me realize that I have this, like, weird thought pattern sometimes where I make a cup of coffee and then promptly forget about it while I'm just, like, doing other stuff and being a human. And then I forget. And I do have a moment, even though there's nothing wrong with a cup of coffee going cold, I do have a moment where I kick myself a little bit. And I'm like, gosh, why can't we do this one thing right? Just remember to drink the coffee while it's still hot, which is the thing that I wanted. Thermodynamics is really, really hard. and <laughs> Emotions are harder. <laughs> Thermodynamics are a little bit easier than emotions, but are still pretty hard. When you make a cup of coffee and pour it into a cold mug, even though it's a mug that is like insulated and going to try to keep your coffee hot, the mug itself, even if it's cold, will start seeping energy out of the coffee into the mug and make your coffee colder. That's why I take the extra step when I make a coffee of adding boiling water into the mug to preheat it so I'm not pouring coffee directly into a cold mug. Which I've always thought was so strange. And like, I think the specific moment that I'm having with this ember mug is the moment where when I started making coffee for me and Brian, which is something that took me a long time to do in our relationship because... From the very moment that, like, Brian and I matched on OkCupid, like, in his profile, it said, like, I'll make you the best cup of coffee you've ever had, which, like, if you're a person who has done any online dating in your early 20s, you know that, like, every man says that. The office. Literally every man says that. Fishing. <laughs> My only Mountain personality climbing. trait is the office and fishing. Jim. <laughs> um... It took me a really long time to make Brian a cup of coffee because I was always like, oh, this is never going to be like what he actually wants it to be. But when I started making him like a Chemex, I would heat up the mug and I wouldn't heat up my mug, but I would do it for Brian because I was like, I care about you and this is the way that you want your coffee to be. And like, I don't know, I guess receiving this mug as this like extremely generous, like wonderful gift feels like that. All the time. Aww. Even that's really sweet, sweets. <laughs> Even when I preheat the coffee to try to beat thermodynamics, uh, God has cursed my hubris and my <laughs> thermodynamics are never finished. Uh, every time I preheat this mug, it like prolongs the inevitable that the coffee will cool down. And even when I am sitting there watching an episode of Jeopardy and drinking my piping hot cup of coffee, A, it's too hot immediately and I have to let it cool for a few minutes, and B, there's like a perfect, beautiful snapshot of a moment a few minutes into drinking coffee where it's the perfect temperature. And even when I'm sitting there drinking pretty fast my cup of coffee, it's still cold by the end. And the blissful, magical moment I had with the Ember mug is that my last glug of coffee, my last little swig of coffee, was just as hot as the first. And that is the moment where I thought, oh my god, this is a magical over-the-top ridiculous luxury that I love to death. Like, how how many times in your life did you drink the last cup of coffee and have it be just as hot as the first sip you took? Never. Yeah, I don't think it's ever happened for me unless I was like, I need to drink this very quickly, in which case my tongue is burned. That last swig is always a swig of obligation where it's a cold swig of coffee. <laughs> 
that I don't want to dump out because it's good coffee and I worked hard on it. It's my blood, sweat, and tears, but mostly coffee. And I just want to finish it. But the Ember Mug is helping me appreciate coffee more sensually. That's the worst possible <laughs> word I could have used See, in that moment. I, I want you to keep that pause in, please. Bre- the pregnant pause before mm, while you search for that word. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. What happened was I was using Truja's mug for the few days between when she opened it and today. This morning, Truj woke up, saw me using her mug, and was like, Brian, you have to buy your own. I swear to God. And so, in this episode full of bougie things, in this episode full of us putting asterisk after asterisk after dagger after double dagger of, we know this is ridiculous, and we know this is a really over-the-top thing that we absolutely adore, I opened the Apple app and ordered an Ember mug. And paid for two-hour delivery. It was like five bucks. It was the best thing in the whole I'm world. I'm so embarrassed that you just admitted that to all of our listeners. And it felt so ridiculous. But now I have my own mug. And we've been drinking Bailey's coffee and Bailey's Irish breakfast tea in it. Thank you to our roommate, Kim, who we might have stolen this from. Thank you, Kim, for the tea bags. We can spend over $200 on mugs, but not on tea. Well, we didn't realize this was the best tea for Bailey's. Well, Kim is also the roommate uh, that we had uh, afternoon tea with uh, for her birthday a few months ago. That's true. We will replenish this Irish breakfast tea because I want more. It's the perfect thing to go with Bailey's. Anyway. Yeah, we should actually write in the show notes what actual brand it is because it's a brand of Irish breakfast that I've never had before. I usually stick to Twinings, but Mm -hmm. this is kind of like a... It's like a PG tip style, like Irish breakfast, and I love it a lot. Yeah, we'll put links to the tea we have, uh, the Bailey's. I mean, you know what Bailey's is, uh, and the links to the James Hoffman videos we've watched about the Ember in the show notes. But here is the moral of the story of this whole episode: If you've got a hundred dollars burning in your pocket and you love coffee as much as we do, I don't know if I can recommend the Ember mug to anyone, but I think I can say, give it a shot. Maybe ask a friend in your pod to borrow theirs if they have one, and. Think about if this is something that you want in your life, because a hot last swig of coffee is something I didn't know I needed until I had it. Here's what I'll say. I think that uh, this is not something that I would ever, ever, ever justify buying for myself. And I think even after listening to an episode like this, I would still never buy it for myself. But if you have a friend who loves coffee in your life and they are impossible to buy things for... This is a pretty good gift if you are on the level where you're comfortable spending $100 on them. My Bailey's tea is at exactly 135 degrees Fahrenheit because I opened my phone and took a look. Mine says it's at 135 degrees, but I'm going to be honest. It doesn't necessarily taste like it's at 135. Uh, You're (laughs) in the middle of this episode. I've cut out this whole tangent. But your mug required a firmware update. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, here's another bad thing about it. I wish I had added this to the bad things section. My my mug needed a software update so it didn't keep my coffee warm. And that alone is the reason why no one should ever buy this stupid piece of awful equipment that no no, no one should get. No, no. It's great. The other thing that I do appreciate about this is that even though it is an app-controlled smart mug, once you have the temperature dialed in that you like, it defaults to 135, and that's been my favorite so far. You never have to open the app. There's a little LED that will tell you 
when it's at the right temperature and when it's charging and when everything is happening for it. As someone who loves smart things and wants to use the special app that everything has designed for it, you don't necessarily have to if you don't want to to use this mug. I think it's incredibly extra in every way, including that there's an app, including that there's firmware, including that I need to update it all the time. You can also have notifications to your phone set for when your coffee has cooled down to your proper temperature. And you can also, if I think this is maybe only on iOS, but you can also like include it in your uh, health tracking. Yes, you can. You can have the mug tell your health app in ios that you have had a cup of coffee i use waterminder for my water tracking where i can tell it i have drank a mason jar of water i have drank a mug of coffee i have drank a beer and that is how i keep track of my water and that's really great for me but if you don't do that and want a more automated system you could use the health tracking app in that way Uh, personally i just need a way to know that i am drinking enough water in any given day I also wish the app did a little bit more. There's no widget. There's no shortcut support that I can find, at least. There's no... It would be really useful for this app to have a widget because, like, for it to just, like, live tell you what the temperature is would be so helpful and not have to go into this app. I'm not a proponent for having everything be smart in my life. What I am a proponent for is more notifications i don't want to talk to my no no listen i have no 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 no, no. i do not want to talk to my devices i want my devices to talk to me i want to be upstairs and know when the oven is preheated downstairs and that can be done without a super duper smart oven that can be done with like just a temperature sensor and a i don't know raspberry pi or something that's what I want more of, not necessarily all-in-one suites like refrigerators with a freaking tablet in it. That's not what I want. What I want is more information given to me by the applications and devices that I want that information from. And having the Ember mug be one of the things that will talk to me and tell me when my coffee is at 135 degrees Fahrenheit, that is the future I want more than... Your oven can do smart things like automatically cook your turkey for you. That's not what I want. What I want to know is when the oven is done preheating without being there for the beep. Um, I would like it if I never got a notification ever again. Now the show is over. Trudge didn't even mean to begin because she hates Apple. Wait, is th- did we just accidentally do a tech podcast? I think so. <laughs> it was accidental. Accidental. Trude hates notifications. Brian really wants more devices to talk to him. Because it was accidental. 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 And we're done. It's the week between. Time has no meaning. We're still doing Christmassy things because... I believe that in 2020, time has no meaning. You can watch Christmas movies anytime after December 25th if you'd like. So my family's experience with Christmas is a little bit different. I feel like Christmas is always like uh, an inconvenience in my family. Oh, in yeah. that like we put up our tree on Christmas Eve. Like the tree never goes up before Christmas Eve and decorations never go up before Christmas Eve, mostly because like... After me and my sister moved out, we were always the one that initiated the tree going up. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, by the time we moved out, we wouldn't come home until, like, December 19th or so. Like, you know, around, like, the time that the semester would be over. Mm-hmm. And so, we 
were like initiating the tree going up so late anyway that my dad who hates clutter in every iteration including considering a christmas tree clutter um he was always basically like oh we'll just put it up on christmas eve instead it's our tradition and so uh basically we just put up the tree on christmas eve we do not do ornaments anymore we i don't think that i've hung an ornament on a tree I mean, except for, like, in my adult life, like, in my apartments. But, like, I haven't hung an ornament on my family tree since I was probably, like, 16 or 15. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so, because we have a lot of ornaments. I, like, off the top of my head, cannot actually think of one that we own. But I know that we have a lot of, like, old family ornaments. Mm -hmm. And we just would never put them on. Because also, I don't know, my parents have five cats. So, like, putting an (laughs) ornament on a tree is just, like, a disaster waiting to happen. So... We have one of those artificial trees that we've had for truly 20 years. I think we bought it like in the year 2000. So we have this artificial tree that has like multicolored lights on it and they haven't burned out yet. So we we put up the artificial tree and then Christmas happens and then the tree goes away Christmas afternoon. <laughs> By Christmas Aww. night, the Christmas tree is gone. It probably has survived 20 years because it is only ever up for like... <laughs> like 24 hours total the tree is up we do a big ornament hanging ceremony where we like take an hour and hang all our ornaments my parents have ornaments from before i was born and collect ornaments for a very like it's a big thing that we do is collect ornaments in our family i think the whole like the whole nostalgia and tradition around ornaments, I think, is so fascinating. And I love, like, there are, like, YouTubers who do, like, a, tr- a-, a tour of my Christmas tree. I love that. Um, but that just, like, isn't my experience with... That just isn't my experiment. That just isn't my experience with trees and ornaments. I just, like, that's just not something that my family does. It's something that we go real hard on. The last time I hung an ornament on my family's tree, always a real tree, by the way, uh, was 2019, uh, one year ago. (laughs) We spent our first Christmas together uh, this past week, and it was nice to spend Christmas with you, and also we both really miss our families. Yeah, I miss my family a whole, whole, whole lot. Whole lot. Um, Brian and I decided... so. I I feel that I'm a very practical person and also coming from this tradition of like not having a Christmas tree except for 24 hours of like Christmas Eve to Christmas afternoon. I was like, we are not going to buy a tree this year. We'll have a couple of like little decorations that my roommate bought like in the living room, but I am not interested in like having my own tree because like fresh trees are like hard to maintain and they're expensive and like artificial trees are just like another thing that we'll have to store and move like (laughs) whenever i buy something big for our apartment i picture before it comes into our home i picture it being on a moving truck with all of our other belongings going (laughs) to another place and that stops me from buying so many things (laughs) but (laughs) Here's here's the 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 kicker. Um it's been hard out here. It's been uh deeply difficult uh in a way that is totally unprecedented. Uh a couple of things happened in our life with our like pod that made it so that we were isolated like the week before Christmas. Um and like isolation, I feel even weird like discussing it in a way that it was really really difficult. I know emotionally it was difficult for me, 
Brian and I were isolated together. So I know that it's a lot different than if we were just alone by ourselves. But just to say that was a really, really hard moment. And as soon as that happened, I was like, we need a tree. (laughs) We really, (laughs) really need one this year. Buying a tree like a week before Christmas was such a nightmare. Uh, we, we we placed like five different orders of things that were confirmed and canceled, confirmed and canceled. Yeah. And we eventually found one. It wasn't that we, difficult, but it was... We uh, also yeah. don't buy things from Amazon. Like, I only buy things on Amazon if I absolutely have to. And I was going to buy a Christmas tree on Amazon. And then I bought one and I felt kind of bad about it. But I was like, okay, this is our tree this year and we'll keep it forever. And then I looked at the comments and the customer photos, and they were totally different from what the tree actually was. It just looked like a normal artificial tree with little lights on it, like built into it. But it turned out to be a fiber optic tree that was ugly as sin. So bad. Brian looked at me because I was like, we need to cancel the order right now. And he looked at me and he was kind of like, it's not so bad. And I was like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. So we have a very cute tree now, like on a tabletop where all of our gifts were under for the past, uh, for the few days before Christmas. That was really sweet. That was a hit of serotonin we really needed I mean, here in Christmas 2020. I didn't finish my story. We ended up finding a tree on Wayfair is what I was going to say. We didn't buy it on Amazon. We canceled that order. Yeah, we found a really great, cute little tree. Yes. And so now we have, we have tree. Tree still up. It's uh, rocking my poor little brain. The tree's staying up until January. I decree. Like, December is Christmas month. We keep the tree up as long as possible. It's going down January 2nd. Um... 